everybody. Dream Warriors, 56. How does it feel? It feels good. It feels good to be at 56 episodes at nearly 100 recordings. And, you know, we're still rock and rolling. We're definitely, definitely hitting 100 recordings by the end of the year. Because right now, to time date, it's December 8th, and it's about 8.30 in the morning. Uh, we're, we're, we're backlogging content here. Uh, the reason for that is because there's just been a lot, a lot going on. Uh, I needed additional time to recalibrate uh, exactly where Dream Warriors was going and, you know, exactly what to do with it since it's kind of become a thing. So let's hit that music and jump right into what we're going to go through. We're back, we're back, we're back, so we're back. Uh, yeah, we're just still sticking to the theme music, uh, the instrumentals, no uh, no, no vocals. But yeah, so back in November, uh, not, not a full month ago, but November uh, 17th, 2017. 17-17 uh, uh, was the release of the Justice League movie. And I have to tell you, so this is probably the third movie I thought I would never see. Well, fourth, I'm sorry. Number one of those movies that I thought I would never see was Watchmen. Uh, growing up, reading about that uh, property, the comic, uh, this is uh, one of the reasons why it's so sacred to me. Uh, Watchmen is maybe the only, uh, I would say Watchmen and Mouse are the, uh, might be the only two uh, sacred comics. Uh, don't touch them, don't mess with them. Um, because messing with them takes away a little bit of the power that they have. Uh, it would be no different than doing a sequel to Watchmen would be no different than doing a sequel to Moby Dick or Hamlet in my eyes or Citizen Kane. Uh, moving on or Apocalypse Now, like we, we can just keep adding to that. Uh, so Watchmen, I, I just thought I would never see based on the material at the time. The things that were said, that uh, you can't shoot it. It's a million dollars a page for the script. Uh, the script is four hours long. Excuse me, I'm drinking some. Uh, I've, I've got really good with making lattes at, at home, too. So I'm drinking my own latte out of a Yorkie mug that I pulled out of an office on 40th Street. <laughs> it's a cool mug. If you follow me on Instagram or Snapchat, you, you've seen this mug. But, okay. Uh, number one, Watchmen just based on uh, what I understood to be the capabilities of the time. Number two, another Star Wars movie. Uh, that ended with Star Wars Episode One. Uh, again, growing up, that was not going to happen, never going to happen. And then it happened, and, and that, here we are. We're on the eve, approaching uh, Star Wars Last Jedi, Episode Eight. Uh, so, you know, here you go. I just love it. Uh, number three, The Avengers Never thought I would see a Avengers movie in my entire life, like a proper Avengers movie. Of course, it's it was missing uh, the original key lineup, but I don't. I really don't care. What they did with the movie is far better than Avengers One, written by Stan Lee. Uh, compare and contrast uh, all you want. Believe it or not, the Avengers movie lineup 
is more close to the Rob Liefeld uh, <laughs> Heroes Reborn Avengers than uh, what was originally published. Uh, shout out to Rob Liefeld. Okay, and then number three. Number four, because I can't count. Number four is what we're talking about today, Justice League. Yeah, holy crap, and it happened. And it came and it went uh, a little little depressing because I did want this movie to succeed. This movie had to succeed. Uh, Was it a success? So a part of my study for this, okay, was... I wanted to document what some of the what the vocal minority uh, could do to the movie. I wanted it to be thorough. Uh, I needed time for it to sink and to sulk. And and this what we did here. I say you and I, because you're a part of this audience members, is that you know, like we got. Star Wars coming up, and then after that, it's going to be Infinity War, and there's really no other movies between the two. Sure, there's movies getting released, but those are really the the two that matter. And I wanted to use Justice League as a way to document what the initial reactions were from YouTube influencers, and to kind of roll through uh, what the vocal minority like the the social media what was so how was social media reacting to watchmen so we're setting up uh three to four episodes here uh episode one is going to be this right here where we're we're going to listen to clips we're going to just go through what's uh what some of our youtubers broad reach had to say about the movie when the embargo was lifted uh number two is going to be the social media reactions. I put a couple feelers out uh, for people who uh, wanted to, uh, you know, like send me comments and, and things like that. So we, we have those. Uh, some of them, too, will be mined. I will just uh, scour through some of my feeds and, you know, grab what I can. Uh, number four is going to be Mark and I. Uh, we're going to review the movie because we did see it together. And, yeah, we're just going to sit down and talk about it. And uh, four, <laughs> it's, it's been a little bit of a while. I'm doing too much ums, ands, and ohs. Uh, four is going to be a overall analysis and direction of the DC Extended Universe. And I, I think we're going to do, like, a good four block. We're going to do, like, maybe double releases throughout the weekend going into Monday. Uh, this coming Monday is... Everything's on site for Star Wars, so I just want to get the Justice League out of the way. And I think for DCEU, we have some uh, developments. I think it's something more. All right, so I I can drone on and on just about what's coming. Uh, I think you have a good idea. So here's... The reviewers, uh, people from YouTube, as the embargo was lifted, as the videos rolled out, and let's let's hear who we got. Hi, I'm Andre, and I'm a black nerd with a review for you, Little Reviews, Justice League. Yep, it's time to talk about this movie, the one that everyone on the internet agrees about. 
<laughs> and this will be my non-spoiler review. I might mention some plot and character points, but I will not go into any major spoilers. I'm actually gonna do something a little different with Justice League. I'm actually gonna start with the bad. So I'm gonna give you the bad, I'm gonna give you the good, I'm gonna give you the nerdy. So Justice League is finally here, the movie in which Batman, The Flash, Cyborg, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman team up to fight against Steppenwolf. We've already had movies with Wonder Woman and Batman in the DC Extended Universe, but this is the first time we're really getting a good look at The Flash. I am Christy, that is Matt, that is Alonzo. Justice League, it's a thing! It's like they're Avengers, you know? Yeah. They all come together and they do stuff <laughs> right. to save the world from ending or something. Clearly you've been getting those Marvel checks. Cha-ching! Mm. Okay, um, <laughs> tell us, Matt, what's it about? Uh, it is about the Super Friends. Oh, wait. That's yes. an older reference. Where are uh, Zan and Jan and Zana? <laughs> Zan and Jana? Zan and Jana. Jan and Zana. Jan when do they get their okay. Zan and Jana. Okay, okay. So, uh, so. Okay. So what are the thoughts of a uh, yeah, production? Because let's add... Let's add some insight into uh, something we really know nothing about uh, just to make it seem like our opinion is a little bit more grounded and, you know, er, concrete and solidified. So tell us, tell us about what happened during the making of this movie. Not that it matters on the quality of the movie. Let's hit it. Because I guess a ton of reshoots and rewrites is just the Hollywood norm nowadays. So how is Justice League? Well, I can say this, it's it's definitely Snyder a lot more. Famously had to step away from this. Right. Mm -hmm. It was a family tragedy. Right. He was in the middle of directing it. And so others filled in. Right, so Joss Whedon Joss came Whedon. in. But it still feels like pretty much every inch of Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, in I disagree. I totally ways. disagree. And we'll talk about that. I okay, disagree. In, 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 a, in a visual right. sense, I agree with you. It's sucker the punch. Performances it's 300. It's all that like okay, stark Merc. black and white kind of slow-mo with like stuff flying around people's heads. Aquaman and Cyborg. As most people know, this film went under a very difficult production when Zack Snyder's daughter tragically committed suicide. He had to step away from the production and Joss Whedon came in and did very extensive reshoots and rewrites. Henry Cavill was working on Mission Impossible 6 at the time and had a mustache that they had to digitally remove for all of right. that. Had a big blue drink that I took in the theater because it was the arc light. And I had a good time. And I, you know, and look, like, you guys know, the audience knows I'm a Zack Snyder hater. I hated BBS. I hated Man of Steel. I enjoyed this movie. I had a good time. Okay. Uh, enough that I wore my... I know. That's a and yeah, in a few shots, you can definitely tell the mustache has been digitally removed. But I wonder if you really would have known if it wasn't so widely reported because everything now involving comic book movies or Star Wars is a news article wow, or a clickbait headline. that is fantastic insight. Uh, it's amazing how the uh, suicide of a, um, yeah, of a person uh, can affect a movie and it should be discussed. Uh, I feel sick to my stomach, even just having to address that and bring that up, bring that up during a film review. Uh, but yeah, I guess in our day and age, uh, even our film reviewers uh, know no bounds, and nothing is off limits. Uh, okay, so let's jump into the T-O-N-E, the tone. What's the tone of Justice League? Short. Put more jokes in it. 
do this, do that. You can feel the corporateness in the film. Over time, it gets better though. As the movie progresses, it starts to get more and more consistent in tone, and by the end of it, it's pretty natural. And there are scenes in this movie that you feel like you missed something, like you feel like you should have seen another movie prior to it. Aquaman probably should have had his movie come out before this, because there are some scenes with him where they try to set up some things about his world, and you're just like, Hold up, what, what, what did I miss? Was there a cliff notes? Was there a pamphlet that was supposed to show up with this movie? Because you have never shown this to me before and you're acting like I already know it. And sure, there'll be those DC people who are like, well, I read the comics, so of course I know it. Well, good for you. But for average John Q movie going public, you throwing some stuff at them they ain't seen yet. The villain. Because this movie is very lighthearted and that can be a big problem. The sense of urgency, the sense of fear, the sense of realism is pretty much out the window. You don't really feel like this is actually something you're supposed Justice to be afraid of. Justice League is definitely. inconsistent in tone. Some of it feels very light and humorous. Some of it feels like the typical DC. Some of it feels like something in between. Some of it feels like movies we hadn't even seen yet, particularly in the first 30 minutes of this consistent movie. Consistent than you're I thought it would be for a film that is kind of directed by two people. It does feel like one person directed this movie. It's more consistent than I thought Rogue One was in tone, and certainly more consistent than Suicide Squad, but it doesn't really feel like a Zack Snyder movie, and I've seen all of his films. This is the least like Zack different Snyder types of movies and different types of people making the movies when you're watching the first part of this film. I know that there were some production issues, some things that happened professionally with the movie, some things that happened personally with people in the movie. I know that Zack Snyder stepped away, Josh Wheaton stepped in, but some of it I think was also there beforehand. You can feel the Warner Brothers hand kind of dipping into this thing and going, this is what you gotta do with this movie. Keep so, the big, big thing uh, coming in is Steppenwolf. What, what? do we have to say about Steppenwolf, the the cousin or uncle of Darkseid, the bad guy? Uh, where are we at with Steppenwolf? Such a CGI creation, and he's so weak from a characterization point of view that I never really gave a shit about him. During the finale, they're all battling in this sort of ghost town where not too many people live, but there are a fair amount of people there. They make that clear. But they choose to only show one family throughout the meh. entire the film. The plot is meh. The main villain in this movie is your typical CGI villain who's trying to contain powers for reasons. And he's the kind of villain that quotes a bunch of dialogue that sounds more important than it actually is. make the film is. feel a little disposable once you've seen it. And some of this is due to Steppenwolf. They try to take time to set up Steppenwolf and make you understand his backstory. There's an excellent sequence on Themyscira where he is trying to obtain one of the mother boxes and all of the Amazonian warriors are trying to keep him away from it. It's one of the best action scenes and one of the most exciting action scenes in the movie. But as a villain, I found him very weak because he's basically a big CGI monster in this movie and... You never really feel as if he is a presence or something really to... Kind of like many movie reviews. Now, I have gotten to the point where I need to stop criticizing movies for having CGI. Particularly superhero action movies, they're going to have it. You're going to have CGI characters, you're going to have CGI fights. It's just going to happen. To Okay, we got that. So, what is happening with the plot of the movie? Some things that we can't help but talk about. We're not going to try and spoil it, but... Anyway, that's the rule. So uh, that being said, uh, Bruce Wayne, Batman, uh, you know, he's the same guy, uh, has realized that in the absence of Superman after he died in the previous film, uh, Batman v Superman, spoiler alert, uh, that 
a world without Superman's in trouble because maybe there's aliens coming and he needs help and the people that he dug into Lex Luthor's files and found out about, including Wonder Woman and Aquaman and The Flash and Cyborg, he needs to help defend the world and so he works to put them all together and they all have to agree to actually working together and uh, stave off an alien invasion by Steppenwolf, not the band, a big dude with big horns, uh, at least voiced if not played by uh, Karen Hines. Uh, I can still see CG guy in this. There's no portal in the sky. There is a new trope. There's a new thing that happens in the third act of this movie that feels very similar to something that I've seen in the third act of other movies. And I feel like it might be replacing the portal in the sky trope. <laughs> Don't trade a trope with a trope. There is some natural humor the in this movie. The way those personalities that. react that really feels like Whedon's writing in a way that I that you never see in I, anything I, Snyder does. I, I do like Bruce and Diana have a really interesting confrontation about what they do and why they do it that I thought was uh, 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 one of the Jackson's better conversations. Family, and you see they have kids and a mom and a dad, and it's just this one family that you see. And so you never really feel like people are in danger. They only focus on this one family throughout the entire finale. And so you just don't really feel like anyone's in real danger. It's just a really pretty movie, and you can be excited while watching really awesome superhero stuff happen. And I'm not saying that in a derogatory sense. I like me some superheroes. I have my entire life. And so anytime I can see some of my childhood heroes quite literally battling it out on the screen, I'm excited to be there. And I was excited to see Justice League. And I think overall, this is an enjoyable watch. I wouldn't say it's a complete course correction, but I would say it's a step in the right direction. It is very rushed, though, as I said. For instance, Cyborg, portrayed by Ray Fisher, very well, I might add. I think Ray Fisher is good as this character. He is one of the most difficult characters to get across here because his backstory is very murky in the film. I mean, I know what it is in the comics, but I have to always separate that. I have to realize that this is a movie, and the majority of the audience that goes to this movie, like the general public who just wants to go see the Justice League, they probably haven't read too many of the comics. And so here we get some hints and some backstory explained as to what happened, but Cyborg's position on this team just basically ends up being the guy who interacts with things. He touches things, he, he reads technical readouts, and he tells people what they need to know, and he doesn't really do that much. He has an integral thing that he has to do and he has to be there to make something work. Okay, so how about the other characters? Talk to me about the Justice League. The team I've been waiting for since I was a child to see on the big screen. Not not on my television. I don't care what's happening on uh, the, the TV. I'm too busy for TV. I, I got time for a movie so I can set time, <laughs> I can set time aside for a movie. Let me see the heroes on the screen. It's natural Let's humor. Talk. I particularly love the humor coming from The Flash because this is a guy that just wants to be a part of a team. And the moment that he has the opportunity to do so, even with his fears, he's ready to do it. And Aquaman, Aquaman is in his own movie. And it's fine. You know, the slow-mo <laughs> stuff, I don't think The Flash slow-mo stuff is nearly as fun as the Quicksilver slow-mo stuff right. in the X-Men movies. Uh, I think, you know, Ezra Miller, has been told that he was the comedy relief Wayne. of the movie. I've been on his side since before BBS even came out, and he was great once again. Henry Cavill is Superman. This is my favorite Superman has ever been in the DCEU. When he appears, it's so awesome. They really did some cool stuff with Superman, and I won't give you any spoilers away, but the things that they did, it really made me happy as a longtime Superman fan. 
and I think most Superman fans are going to be happy. Can't with say who it is. Right here. <laughs> Technically, it would be a spoiler. All I'm just going to say is someone shows up, and I was like, I like you in this. So I appreciate it and enjoy the Justice League characters as individuals, but what I really enjoy was when they work together as a team. Because when they are fighting together and having action scenes together as the Justice League, those are definitely the highlights of this movie. Oh, Those like, are the you know, and watching the Super Friends happened. and all that stuff. And and I, you know, in the back of my mind, I kept thinking that even as much as I was not down for Man of Steel and BVS and Suicide Squad, that somehow Justice League was gonna, you know, we were gonna get the band together and it was gonna, Andrew it was Miller gonna was be magical. As the Flash, I've been waiting ever since I was a kid to see the Flash in a big screen movie. So it was a huge delight to see the Flash brought to life so well by Ezra Miller and some terrific special effects. The Speed Force was extremely exciting and Aquaman was entertaining. I like Jason Momoa quite a bit as the character. But just because he stands there interacting with something for 10 straight minutes, it's just not very exciting. And I, I wish that Cyborg had more to do than just be the guy who reads files and touches things. <laughs> Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, of course, is great. I loved her film. She was one of my favorite parts of this movie as well. Ben Affleck, once again, really strong. I'm not the expert. So is he supposed to be gay? Well, that, uh, canonically, no. <laughs> right. Okay, because right. He, is he supposed to be gay in the movie? There, yeah, I don't know. there's like a flamboyant kind of femininity to his demeanor and his, his, his sense of humor. Mm. I just thought, like, is he supposed to be gay? Brothers mandate that it has to be two hours or less because there's so much they're trying to do here and they don't have enough time to do it. Barry Allen's setup is very, very small, as is Cyborg's. They just don't give you enough time to really appreciate some of these characters. And they're inter- Oh my God, so it's the morning. I, I had to make a, we're, we're stopping all of this. I, I got bent. I just had to call someone at eight o'clock. It's, it's past, it's, it's quarter of nine right now. And you, it's a freaking Friday. You're not, how are you not up early on a Friday to get your shiz done? How are you not up early to get your, everything you got to do done? How come you're not rushing to get things done so you can go berserk on Friday night? Oh my God. I got a entire day of just releases for between this and YouTube. It's insane. How are you not awake? I got I got to leave a message with you. I got to send you a follow up text. You know the Jurassic World Lost uh, Kingdom trailer came out today. Yeah, it looks like it doesn't look good. <laughs> I'm not in. What's the plot of that movie? It's another. It's a. It's another Lost World. Like what are we doing? I thought they were being clever with the name, but no. Uh. Maybe, the, like, are they bankrupt with ideas? Well, go on that uh, that movie plot website. There's, like, really smart people on that site that, that already came up with sequel ideas. Hire one of them. Oh, my God. What's happening? Okay. Vents over. Let's let's wrap this up, and let's just go through some of the, the other highlights of of the movie and look look uh, keep in mind too we're experimenting here uh this is something that i've long wanted to do i tried to do this with transformers uh the last night uh one in the document what was coming out for that movie i still might do it i still might do like a like a follow-up because uh, i downloaded uh ripped all of the uh reviews for that the initial reviews and, and i i was kind of trying to do something similar uh organizing and figuring out what the 
the production pipeline is for something like this is definitely um, the sticking point. That's what you got to overcome. But yeah, so let's let's wrap up some of these Justice League uh, thoughts and move on. Criticize one movie about CGI would mean to have to criticize everybody about CGI. That being said, some of the CGI in this movie needs another render. There's some scenes where it's like just a person by themselves. Like nothing's really happening. They're just talking and you're just like... Disappointing. It is not as bad as Batman v Superman. Yes. But also not nearly as good as Wonder Woman. Yes, also, I also okay, have Okay, but that's okay, but that's that's a large spectrum, also, right? Also, let's talk about the way the way Wonder Woman is shot and numbing uh, and loud. Look, Joss Whedon fixed this film. He saved it. Sure he, he saved it. it. He I saved wish. it. He, he made absolutely it a little saved cheeky. it. He made he it a absolute... little cheeky and funny. Sometimes This movie works. <laughs> You guys are wrong. This movie works. Really? I was, I, I was hoping this was good. I was hoping that between the success of Wonder Woman and the input of Joss Whedon, this was going to be less Snydery, mm -hmm. and it is still super Snydery. Super it's Snydery. less Snydery than it might have been, maybe, but it's still Snydery enough that it actually found to be pretty funny. But there is some forced humor in this movie that is not all that good. Can't really get that much more out of him. But it's the chemistry between these actors, the camaraderie amongst them all, the dedication from all of them, as well as the fact that this movie understands that this is supposed to be entertaining. This is supposed to be exciting for people who have wanted to see this for a long time. And it also is a little bit self-aware. Certain characters that wouldn't normally tell a joke do. And that might be Whedon. Sometimes he likes to do that with comic book characters that are right. very... Now the good! I like this movie. <laughs> I'm just gonna be real with you. It has some flaws, but there's a lot of stuff that I actually enjoyed about this film. Oh, it's because you went to the premiere. That's why you're being nicer to it. Yeah, so look, there you go, right? It's, it's, very, it's very interesting. Everyone seemed to love the movie, right? Can, can, can we agree that the, the movie had issues when initially saw, seen, saw? These are viewers, but it does seem like that they're, they're trying to cover some, <laughs> they're trying to cover up an overall bad movie. And people, it, I think it's hard for, hard to say that this movie's bad. It's hard to say that Whedon coming in made, you know, a lesser movie. I'm sorry. Um, that's pretty obvious just based on what they're saying. Uh, I don't buy them being able to, how do you know? How, like, how, how do you know what Whedon did? Whedon's not telling anyone. Warner Brothers isn't telling anyone. Zack Schneider's not telling anyone. So what's, what's the logical conclusion? We had a finished movie, essentially. Someone came in with three months of, of crazy hard work that, you know, was years in the making, by the way. Years in the making, you, you're going to come in in three months and, what, whip up a I fixed it special? No. Uh, so what's logical? That that worked? Or, um, you know, there was a movie, they didn't like it, and they kind of threw Zack Schneider under the bus and, and panicked or whatever. I don't know how you would describe it. But someone coming in and fixing years worth of work uh, just in tone and intent alone doesn't seem possible, doesn't seem believable. Uh, you know, Whedon might have done some things. I don't really know. And let, until he says, we don't know. And I'm not going to waste time trying to dissect what he worked on in that movie. I, I really don't care. Uh, Warner Brothers tried to save the movie uh, and wanted it to and save from their perspective. Because I I liked the tune of 
uh, Man of Steel, BVS, and even Wonder Woman leading into this. The tone was there, 100%. So let's, let's just rock and roll, move on to the social media, what, what my, my friends, my online friends. Oh, yeah, it just sounds pathetic. Let's just move on. Let's hit that music. And next episode is coming up. We'll, we'll rock and roll again.